Hi everyone, welcome to the Kevin Clifton Show. I've got Zoe Burkett with me and um, I was going to read out a whole load of stuff from Wikipedia <laughs> about, <laughs> about her whole bio, about what she's done, but I've just been reliably Don't informed bother. by yeah. Zoe that it's all wrong. It's all, it's Don't all wrong. Don't go by Wikipedia. Yeah, literally last week I got a message being like, have you read your Wikipedia? And I said, well, well, not really. I don't really go searching for myself on Google, you know, these days. Do you not? No, I don't do you. I, I do, you do all the time. You, you I, do. I know I shouldn't, but I do you all the time. I've got to stop. Yeah. Stop it. I need to be like So you. I had a little look and it's all wrong. It's pretty much, I mean, a couple of it's right. My age is right and where, when, right. where I'm from, which is <laughs> yeah. brilliant. Um, but it says things like I was I was dropped by a label, I went back to school, all these things. doesn't even say like, any real good shows that I've been part of, what I've been up to over the last pretty much 20 years. Yeah. So ignore your Wikipedia and just ask me questions. Okay. I'll tell you. So why don't we start then, <laughs> just um, for anyone who isn't aware, like, mm -hmm. like just tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, like, that's tell, the most awkward know, question you can I know, ask me. I know, well, we'll get into tell why. But like, yeah, but yeah. Who, who's Zoe Burkett then? Um, I'm a singer, professional singer. Um, I've been a damn good one as well. Thank you. Um, I've been well. I've been, I'm a singer, actress, dancer. Um, I've been wow, doing this for a very long time now. Professionally, uh, since I was 16, I think the majority of people would probably know me from Pop Idol back mm -hmm. in the day, which was one of the first ever reality TV shows um, where I was the winning female, age 16. Mm -hmm. um, so from 16, I kind of got thrust into this crazy showbiz world. Um, but I did have a, a, a quite a successful career pre-pop idol, growing up as, as, as a child as well. If, um, we can we can go to that if you like. Yeah. But the same. Um, yeah. um, initially, I was I was a dancer. Um, always wanted to be a backing dancer with Britney Spears. I was obsessed with Britney Spears as a kid growing okay, up. Okay, because yeah. this was going to be my first question. Right. right? As, as as a kid, yeah. like, what was your first your first ambition? Was to be a dancer, not, first, not a singer? Yeah. My first ambition was was to be a dancer. I was obsessed. I was. Um, Disco dancing champion under uh, under fourteen, under sixteen. Oh, what, like disco um, freestyle. Disco freestyle. Oh, I did that flips too. Flips and tricks. Loved all that. That was like that was my game. Um, and then <laughs> we both had the same start. That <laughs> yeah, was my start as was well. It? Yeah, liked all the. We might have competed against each other. Maybe we did. Uh, maybe I won you this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure yeah. you probably did. I wasn't very good. <laughs> um, yeah, so I loved I loved dancing um, and. So I did lots of acro, uh, I did gymnastics, I, I did my disco, but then I also went into ballet, um, a bit of like commercial hip hop and modern, um, and just was obsessed with it. And that was my passion. That was one of, what was initially one of my dreams. Uh, and then unfortunately, um, age 14, I got injured really badly and my hip came out the socket and I had three pins put into my hip. Um, and I'll never forget my surgeon's name, Dr. Stahl. He was so lovely, but he was so blunt. And as a kid, he was like, just so you know, like you'll never be able to dance at the at the high level that you've been dancing. I was literally like at 14 at years 14. old. You're ambitious to be like, a dancer, and yeah. you're here, and that's not not yeah. going to happen. Not going to happen. I thought my whole my dreams were crushed. I remember just being like a mess, crying. Obviously, couldn't walk. I was in um, a wheelchair for about a good three months, and then my recovery. To be honest, my recovery still to this day is is is, is constant. It's going to be forever. Um, it doesn't set me back too much now, but I I can't dance the ability that I used to be able to have. But yeah. I still can pull out a couple of moves. I mean, you've seen a few of my moves. Oh, in, in I've this seen show. their moves. Yeah, don't, um, don't you worry about them hips. But um, but as, but as a kid, you know, obviously it was it was traumatizing for me. Um, yeah. And and so I just kind of was still continued um, once um, I was able to do small bits of dancing. Um, but my main focus was actually was singing. Um, my mum put me into singing. Um, I, I trained initially at a, an opera school, Amanda McLean Vocal Academy in the Northeast. Um, How old were you when you started doing that? I would, I was, 
I was about about 15. Um, I'd always sang. I'd even I went to stagecoach theatre arts, and so from being about nine, I yeah. was always still interested in singing. I was I was always put at the front. Yeah. But my real passion inside was dancing. I couldn't wait to get to dance class. Interesting. Um, but I could still sing, uh, and so you know we, we decided to kind of look at singing. Um, I was always singing around the house. I was obsessed with like Whitney Houston and stuff, and so I was always a singer. But, in, but it inside, wasn't your passion. It wasn't my, to be it wasn't a my real passion yeah. uh, underneath. Um, and so I started, yes, yeah, sing, uh, real singing lessons. Um, I mean, we're talking, I'd go from one side of the Northeast um, to the other via bus with, with my mum. Me and my mum, I'll never forget the days in the rain or snow. We'd travel for about two hours to have private singing lessons with one of the best vocal coaches in the Northeast um, just to try and, try and get the best start to a different career for me. Yeah. Um, and then I fell in love with singing, and I really, really did. And um, and from there, it kind of became a new dream of mine, a new passion. Turns out I'm a better singer than a dancer anyway, which is, which is fortunate. <laughs> well, you, I mean, you're um, an amazing singer. But, um, but yeah, it's, um, I started doing auditions for various different projects. Um, and then I'd, I'd say one of the biggest moments that I had um, pre-Pop Idol days was um, <clears throat> Tony Blair was Prime Minister at the time, and he was yeah. from Sedgefield. And um, he came to my school uh, to open up my school into a music college at the time. Uh, and my music uh, teacher at school was like, listen, I really want you to sing for Tony Blair. And I was like, me? I was like, okay. I've done all the school productions and things. But he was like, I really want you to sing at this open day. I was like, okay. So I did. And I had this solo with some, a couple of the people at school as well. Um, Tony Blair came. About two weeks later, there was a letter written to the school from Tony Blair then this girl who was singing at the school, um, I'd like her to sing a song for my son's christening. And I was like, what? So basically, um, I got taken, he was prime minister at the time, so I got taken in this amazing uh, transport as a kid, privately taken, uh, along with the choir, to sing this song that had been specially written for me. I've still got the letter, I've still got the song. Wow. The song was called The Christening, and it was for his son, Leo. Um, and I rocked up at this church, and there was like, paparazzi everywhere there was screaming fans there was you know other P pms and important people there and i got up uh, during the christening uh, during the service and i sung this solo and i was just like shaking um and i met his wife sheree and it was just such a big moment for me and locally within the town and that's kind of when i started to go okay people are really listening to me as a singer now and there was a lot more interest um and so then I started applying for various different things, little local talent shows and TV shows. Um, but like at that at that time, did you did you know you were a great singer, or was it because when no. when you when you just said the letter came through, yeah, about doing that for Tony Blair, and mm. and and the bit that I'm really interested in is that you went, you were like me, yeah, like, massively. Was that like genuine? Surprise, or did you? I don't know. Did, did you know deep down that you could really sing? No. Like, no. No, I didn't. You were I, just I, doing I genuinely it. Didn't. You were just enjoying it. I just enjoyed it. Um, and I think, if I'm being honest, um, and we can chat about the that later on, is I don't mm. really think I, I was unaware about singing and, and, and about um, me as a singer or a performer until later in life. So, and I think that just comes with experience and, mm. and stuff. Um, but at that, at that immediate time, I just remember being like, I'm being chosen, like, out yeah. of all these people. Like, this, this is crazy. For the prime minister at the time. And I was yeah. like, getting there and all these like BBC reporters are there filming the whole thing and I was literally like in my uniform like singing this song <laughs> it, was, it was crazy but it's, you know what's so funny about that that day is um I remember my parents there was a big massive huge to obviously for the public not to be there 
um, like a barrier around the whole church. Sorry, that was my microphone. That's all right. It's live, guys. It's live. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I remember there was a there was a whole barrier around um, the church area, and I remember I could hear screaming. And one of them was from my dad, and my mum and dad have been like my biggest supporters forever. Bless them. Right. I've, I've got fantastic parents. Mm. And he was like, he was trying to get me to come over, and I was like, to the, the security, I was like, can I please go and see my dad? And he was like, all oh, right, come on. So he took me across, and he handed me this envelope. And I was like, okay. And he was like, I love you. You've done great today. And I was like, okay, thanks. And I got back on the bus and was heading back to school because it was a normal day. I just sang and went back to school, back yeah. to normal school life. And on the bus, I opened this envelope and my dad had bought me Britney Spears tickets. for, And I was obsessed with Britney because I was going to be one of her dancers in yeah, the yeah, dreams. Yeah, 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 and I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm, on the bus, I'm going to say Britney Spears the whole day at school. And everyone was like, you've just sung for the Prime Minister. Yeah. <laughs> and all I was bothered about was that I was going to see Britney Spears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um, was, that was what was important yeah, to Yeah, what was important to me at the time. So it's not till I've got, old, got older, and I'll be honest, sometimes if I'm ever joining the show and they say, can you send me a biog through? And I send it through and I never ever read it. And then all of a sudden over the years, you've got all these credits. And I remember last year just actually having to read of some things that I've done. Because as you know, when you're in a job, you're always thinking about the next one and what's yeah, next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually read some of the things that I've done and I was literally like, and I, and I genuinely was like, goodness me, like I've had a really good career. Yeah. Like, this is, and I was like, sometimes I need to stop for a minute and, and reflect and, and just enjoy things that I've done and, and remember some special moments. Yeah, so. it's, it's funnily enough, I was just having this exact conversation um, with uh, with my mentor, Rob, mm -hmm. um, and and he was saying, do you ever just stop and, and have a look at what you've done? Because mm -hmm. I personally, like, I've got, like, constant anxiety. Yeah. Like, I feel like we, we know each other a bit now, yeah. and you can probably tell, like, I've got a constant slight sort of fear of... of um, what everyone's going to think of me yeah. and what, or what's coming next. And like you say, we're, we're, so we're always looking ahead to the next thing yeah. all the time. Um, and we rarely take that, that moment to just go, you've achieved this. Like, mm -hmm. look, at, look at how far yeah. you've come yeah. and just feel kind of, I don't know, grateful absolutely. and th th thankful for a it. And absolutely. I think it's important. It, it is important. It's important uh, as a human. It's important f for growth. Um, what, um, I had, I never really had had these moments because, like you say, all of a sudden you run to the next one and, and you roll on with the next one. Um, and it's probably on my Wikipedia, but I did, I did Big Brother yeah. in 2014. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, and people and people ask us about about that all the time. Mm. And one of the main things that I got out of Big Brother was it was the first time, genuinely, in my life that I had nothing to do. So usually I have been very, you know, blessed um, to have a, a, a constant career since. Uh, pop idol um but i never actually stopped and when you're in the house there's nothing to do for 24 hours so people mm. only see 42 minutes on a tv show of what, yeah. what you're doing but the rest of the time once you finish having conversations with various people in that house there's a lot of you time and there's a lot of thinking about stuff and that was the first time in my life where i wasn't reading scripts i had no phone i had no ipad i had no social media i had no nothing just me yeah um and I learned so much about myself in them five yeah. weeks. But we can go down that route later on if you want to check yeah, about that. But, but that, I, honestly, yeah, it's so it interesting. Was, it was a, a life-changing moment for me doing that TV show. Not for a career perspective yeah, yeah, by yeah. any means. I didn't come out of it and get anything better. Mm. Um, it was a moment for me to stop and go, wow, like I've had a, I've, I've had a fant I'm having a great time. I've had a fantastic career. And also, it was, it was, I'll tell you why it was life-changing. I never actually... Um, saw myself as uh, having a family or getting married. I was never that person. I was always like work, work, career, career. And in that house, I had a moment of 
what am I doing all this for? Like, what am I actually working this for? What what's what is so going to be my legacy when I when I go? What's going to yeah. be left of me? Yeah. Um, and I was with my still my current partner at the time, my fiance. And I'm, when I left the house, when we first met, I was always like, I'm not too sure whether I'm going to get married, whether it's whether children's for me. I remember us having this conversation. I remember having this conversation with my parents and saying, I'm probably not going to be going to give you grandchildren. And they were like, we know, Zoe, we know that you, you just love work and you're a yeah. career woman. And I came out of that house and I was like, I don't know where I've been, but I want to get married to you and I want to have a family. And, and he was literally like, this is, and I said the same thing to my family and they were like, this is night and day. And obviously now you know that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mother now. Yeah, yeah, um, it's a which beautiful is daughter. A beautiful daughter. But yeah. So certain things in your life can happen to you um, where you need a moment just to breathe and, and reflect yeah. and say, uh, actually, I'm, I'm doing great. But if, but actually, I, I do want to have a family. Yeah. What is I'm, important? I'm just realising all this now. Like I, I need to learn from you a bit there, right? Because for the last few years, I've just worked solidly, mm -hmm. like no breaks, and I'm still going. Um, and I, I don't know, I'm almost scared of that break. Mm -hmm. um, one, I suppose as performers, you know, we're self-employed. We're always looking for, yep. the, for the next thing. Taking a break is quite scary Absolutely. in case, like saying no to something is quite scary. Yeah. If, you, if you're offered the work, yeah. you know, you want to be working all the time. Saying no to it and mm -hmm. then suddenly you worry like, oh, am I going to be, that some, someone might not offer again yep. or like as, um, are people going to just forget about me yep. or, or am I going to lose my own momentum in terms of working on things and, and you know, improving mm -hmm. and, and whatever. See, there's that slight sort of being scared of that, but also I'm slightly scared of that moment of just reflecting because I'm a bit scared of my own thoughts. Right? So I'm like, what, what happens? <laughs> what happens when I take that break? Um, like, and I am going to do that next year. I've, I've, I've said to myself, next year I'm going to have some time off. Yeah. I'm saying no to a few things. Um, and I've got no idea what's going to come out it's of that. It's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. But it's so interesting that like the first time you got that was on Big Brother. Yeah when I would assume that it's like the most stressful thing in the world, but no, actually you for, just... For me, it, it sounds stupid, but for everybody else, they, they were really excited about the whole thing. And, and um, it sounds really horrible what I'm about to say, but it was probably one of the most boring things I've done because there's nothing mm. to do. Yeah, yeah. So as someone like, like yourself who's creative and always thinking about writing stuff down, what can I write, what's this, learning scripts, learning songs for concerts, rehearsing for shows. The, fir the first time for five weeks of doing none of that, I was like, I am bored out of my brain. Yeah. Okay, let's think about me. And then all the thoughts come in, and yeah. all, and I was literally like, "What am I? What am I doing? Like, yeah, I'm. I, I've got a career, and you know what? I'm a working mum, and I can actually say that one of the reasons why I was very cautious about <clears throat> potentially not having it, um, being a mother was because I was so in love with work. I didn't want to not work, mm. and I didn't want people to be like, "She's a mum now; she can't do it." Yeah, yeah. So I've made a yeah. conscious effort um, to prove them type of people wrong <clears throat> and be like i can still do this mm. i know lots of fabulous people who are working who are working mothers and you just have to work twice as hard um to juggle it all yeah. um and we, we we do it and and it's, especially when you're in showbiz and you know it's not always um you can't always bring you know bring your child with you it's hard sometimes it's, you, know, you, you suffer things with, with, with guilt all the time but you, but you but it's doable yeah. and um, and you still get work if you're a workaholic like like i am that was one of my main conscious thoughts. I don't want people to be like, she's a mum now, let's not think of her for a show, let's not think of her. Yeah. It's the complete opposite. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, you know, getting Rock of Ages, <clears throat> what you learn is people have families, 
producers have families, directors have families, yeah. choreographers do. So yeah. actually, if they know you've got a family, they work around you. So in the rehearsals for Rock of Ages in early days, they knew I was a new, I was a new mummy. So yeah. I wasn't called in at 10 a.m. like everybody else. I was given, do you know what, babe, That's come good. in at two because we know you've got the little one. You're not needed for them scenes. Yeah. There wasn't a moment that I was hanging around so people can accommodate a bit more. Yeah. It's just being more prepared and accommodating. I suppose you, you see it as this it. massive thing, like, yeah. but then I suppose yeah, you're not the first person you're to be working person. and have a child. Absolutely <laughs> like, not. Like it does not. happen. It, it does, does happen. It does work. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's so interesting. I'm so scared of what's going to come out of that period of, <laughs> of, of just going into your thoughts. But also, like, because I read a book on creativity at one mm -hmm. point and, and it was talking about those are the moments when you're, you're most creative. It's like when you're trying to force um, creativity. I've got to come up with something. Yeah. Um, it stresses you out more. But then, yeah. like, the, they give all these examples of how, you know, genius people that have done great things, often that sort of spark came to them like when they're just like in the bath or something absolutely and they've got no not even any music on or yeah. in it like whatever they're yeah. just literally just lying there in the bath yeah complete sort of silence and mm -hmm. they've just got their own thoughts and, and they're relaxed and suddenly bang yeah this is this is what i want it's like you yeah it's like you suddenly create space for all the stuff to to, to, come, to in. come in yeah that's the, well that's the nightmare thing for me because i suffer terribly with insomnia and so all i right. get to i get to bed at night and that is when i become creative <clears throat> and I wish there was a way to do it in the day, but I think because mm. I'm, uh, I'm a mummy and, and I've got other things on in the day, um, I get to bed bedtime and I'm like, oh, that, write that down. Yeah. Oh my God, that'd be great for that. Brilliant. <laughs> Let me contact that person right now. So I do a lot of my work late at night. And then all of a sudden, like last weekend, an example, I had two shows and I went to bed at 6 a.m. and then was up at 11 for the two shows to be here. <sighs> And I was literally like, Zoe, this needs to stop. Like, come on. It's, <clears throat> but that's when I come alive. When I'm, yeah. when I'm relaxed, I'm like, the show's out the way now. Let's just go to bed. Okay, let's not. And then that's, yeah, that's when yeah, I'm away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, wish it, I wish it wasn't that way. But I know a lot of creative people who work like that as yeah. well. So yeah, of course, yeah. Not I can do, really. <laughs> that's awesome, though. That, like, we can learn from that. Because, like, I think what we probably all do is, what I do is like, like, as, like you, after the show, I'm a bit wired yeah. and I, like, I sort of go home and I try and relax, but I'm still, I can't go to sleep can't. straight away. But yeah. what I tend to do is I'll fill it with stuff. Yeah. I'll fill that time with, uh, with uh, consuming, like I'll be watching something on TV or yeah. like everyone, I'm addicted to my phone or yeah. I'll be listening to a podcast or like I'll, I'll fill my brain with That's something and, until I tie myself out. Yeah. But actually, if I could, I feel like sometimes <clears throat> like listening to you, if I could just commit to... 20 minutes, half an hour of just not putting anything on Nothing. and just let some thoughts come yeah. or not come. Don't put any pressure on don't it. Don't let it like, come at nighttime. Honestly, I'm not trying to get, get <laughs> you don't want to get insomnia. It's the worst thing yeah, ever. Yeah, it's yeah, the worst. Try not to get creative late at night. Yeah. It's not, it's not good. It's, it's, okay. not, it's, not, it's not cute. <laughs> <laughs> but so rewinding back to, yep. you've, um, you've been asked to sing this song. Yes. And you've done it. Yeah. Obviously, you've blown everyone away. It's gone well. It's gone well. <laughs> um, and you've got your Britney Spears tickets. Yeah. So at that was that like a bit of a moment for you where you thought, actually, this could be a thing for me? Like singing could be my... Definitely. My life, my career. Definitely. Like, this Definitely. Is what, that, yeah. I, fell, I fell in love with singing um, over, that, over that period. And I would, I would say even more so um, once I got, you know, through to, through to Pop Idol. I think mm. that's, that was when I was like, actually quite good at this yeah. like, this I'm alright like it's different when you're family I'm sure as you know like you're brilliant and yeah, it's like yeah, you're yeah, my family yeah, yeah. like of course I can hold a tune but I'm not like Whitney Houston and people uh, are like no no really like you're good and no, I'm you're like, really okay. good yeah. so 
There was a lot of various different things on um, audition wise. I used to, back in the day before social media, on a Thursday, I'll never forget, WH Smith every Thursday used to have the stage newspaper, and that's right. where you'd find all your auditions. Yeah. And while people are like on their lunch break, um, do whatever, I'd be heading straight down to town to get my my the stage newspaper so I could take it home to my mum and we could circle a couple of things of what was what was going on audition wise. So you're on. quite proactive with, but, with all of that. Yeah. It was like right. I'm a, I've been proactive since yeah. I popped out. Like honestly, it's, I'd love to. I'd love you to even have a chat with my parents because yeah. even. Even like dancing, even though I was like every single night I'd be doing dancing, but not only that, I'd be doing piano, then I'd be doing obviously singing lessons, then on a weekend I'd do stagecoach theatre arts. Um, and then I got accepted for a scholarship and I went to Angela Webber School. Um, and so I was very, every night I was doing something. I wasn't just at school and then coming home and like playing. Yeah. I never play, and that's why I'm a little bit of a, people call me a nana in, in like a theatre contract yeah, yeah, because yeah. I go home because I've, even though I'm, I love people and I'm a social person, I love work so much. That's like been, always been my number one priority. And that's all I know as a kid. I'm from a very normal working class, uh, northern uh, background. Mm. Workers, we're workers. Mm. So I'll never forget even, as, I've never been sick, luckily, um, here what, one time early on the contract last year. But if, I'm, if I've ever been off on a contract, my mum and dad are the first person to call me and be like, why are you off? Yeah. Because all we know is to work and you push yeah. through it, you push, it doesn't matter why you're I going can off. totally relate. So I'm never <laughs> very, very rarely off touch wood. Um, but also all I know is to kind of, is, is to graft and to grind. And so getting, going back to your question, getting, getting through those stages of, of like singing auditions and people seeing me as a singer was, was, was odd for me. But also great because I thought, oh, I've actually fallen in love with this, this, this whole new venture. Yeah. Um, I auditioned for um, S Club 7, S Club Junior. Did you? I had loads of auditions like from no about like, 14 to 16. And this whole two year period of just um, going for lots of trying, lots of different singing things. Yeah. And and tell me about that move. audition process. <clears throat> like so, you go in, like, is it like it is on Pop Idol or X Factor or whatever? There's like a, a, like a, it was a panel a, of people sat there. Yeah. yeah, it was okay. It was basically like this. It was in a theatre. Right. So um, we, there was like thousands of young kids outside. Um, we'd seen it in the stage, uh, the stage newspaper. Um, there was a setup of like a table, obviously here in the auditorium, and we'd come in and we'd sing a song and we'd do like a dance, a choreography, because obviously S Club Seven was still mm. dancing in Poppy. Yeah. And I could still definitely. But you prepared the song, or no, they sent you something, or no, we had we got they in there you and they showed us something right, from scratch. Right, right. And that was kind of my first taste, actually, of auditions, yeah. like real proper auditions, of where you get chucked into a situation. You got to pick it up now. And if you cut, you cut and you got yeah, home. Yeah. And this was in Manchester. So from the northeast, this is like a three hour drive from my parents' yeah, western. Um, so we come down and, um, and I got right the way down. I, got right, I was like the final eight. So I knew all the other S-clubbers. Um, and then my feedback right at the end was I was actually too young. So I was like, okay, fine. About two months later, I got a call to come back to audition for the juniors. S -club juniors. <laughs> yeah. Did the whole process again. Oh, you might be just that bit too old. Oh, I was like, no. But all these kids were like, <laughs> looking back, the Escob Juniors were like 10 and 11 and I was 14. So I was yeah. one of the older ones. So yeah. I did pro two processes. But what was great about that was that put me in front of 19 management who eventually ends up being signed to. And I didn't know yeah, this at the time. This so this is how full circle thing, crazy things happen. So I got put in front of 19 management for that um, audition. Nothing came of it. And then about six months later, um, my mum saw the audition for Pop Idol in, this, in a stage, I believe. Or it might have been on like a Good Morning Britain. There was something, it was a bit of a buzz about this new TV mm, show mm. that 19 management were putting on with Simon Fuller. Mm. Um, and 
and I went for it. I'll be honest, a lot of that is a blur to yeah, me because I it bet. was just, just chaos. Yeah. It was like, <clears throat> it was chaos. It was tens of thousands of people from the age of 16 up to 26 um, auditioning to be part of one of the first ever reality TV shows, um, singing competition. No dancing needed, no acting, nothing like that. Um, and I was like, I'll go along and, you know, I'll, I'll, sing, I'll sing Whitney Houston because I was huge Whitney fan at the time. Um, and your, your mindset with auditions mm -hmm. at the time, like, so that it hadn't quite worked out with, with S Club 7, mm -hmm. didn't quite work out with S Club Juniors. I'm sure there was other auditions yeah. and, and things that you were Various. doing. Were you aware at, at the time that all this is good experience and I'm no. meeting people? To, or did like when I was you, devastated, Kev. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, please tell me that it was difficult. Yeah, yeah. I was devastated. Because I think like, I would have been. Yeah. I'd have been, whoa, I didn't Abs get it. Absolutely. I was like, oh my goodness me. I was like, but again, you know, mum and dad, oh, it doesn't matter. Get up, man, you're fine. All right, mm. okay. There was actually, around that time as well, I was part of a, um, a thing on Time T's television, which was on TV. They were looking for... And the next star of the future. Yeah. And I was picked to be a part of that. Won my heat, got to the finals, which was filmed for BBC. Yeah. Um, and a, guy, a kid won, he was like, uh, the ventriloquist. Oh, yeah. And I remember being like, give us a break. Oh. Like, come on. <laughs> Again, went back to school the next day. It was all aired live. Everyone was like, oh, you didn't win then. I was like, no, you missed out to a puppet. Did you burk off? I was oh, like, yeah, no. I did, I did. I did Stars in the Rise as Janet Jackson as a kid. The kids Stars in the Rise. Yeah. Is um, there footage of that on YouTube? There's not no footage, unfortunately. Oh, okay. No, I know. Um, Just in case anyone wanted again, to go and check that get, out. I didn't get that. So it was like, I've had a lot of knockbacks and I still do. Yeah, um, yeah. But um, that's just part and part of the business. Part yeah. of the game. Um, so yeah, so Pop Idol was, was uh, Pop Idol is what people remember, remember me for, but mm. a lot happened pre-Pop Idol. I yeah. didn't just audition for reality TV show, then all of a sudden work started flooding in. I was... Um, I was working a lot and, and you know, prepping. Yeah. Hard prepping yeah. for what just, was about to come. Just slogging away, just yeah. going for it and going for it. Yeah. And, and little did you know, you're, like, you're sort of building up a network of people that were aware of, of you. Who and, was aware, that's yeah. the thing. And, and support, the support that I have in the North East is mm. literally a second to none because they've watched me as a child, mm. you know, doing, from singing, I would say, and just from the Tony Blair thing, that was massive for me in, in my town. And then... You know, obviously the, the stars in the rise, the look north stuff, and then from Pop Idol. I mean, the, the support that I have from them is, is phenomenal mm. um, in the north. Um, they always back their own, which is lovely. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. But like, I, I do think that, that there's very, very few people that are genuinely like an overnight success. It's mm -hmm. like people from the outside perceive it as an Absolutely. overnight success. Oh, we didn't yeah. know about them yeah. on that day, and the yeah. next day suddenly they've exploded. Yeah. They're, they're, they're massive, but. Actually, most of They've them never people seen have the been grind. slogging and slogging yeah. and turning up and working hard and getting yeah. rejected. And, and, and somewhere along the way, they've got in front of people and mm -hmm. someone has remembered them Absolutely. from something else. Yeah. And then, oh, the, actually, who was that kid who was like, like, they might be right for this. Yeah. So let's put them in front of that. And then you've been working and working and working. And then it's all geared to that one moment somewhere, somewhere. where they go, yes, this that's perfect for this. Yeah. And she sounds great or she's yeah. acted great or... Whatever and that, the thing that, is. I think that carries on throughout because even now, yeah. you know, I see, you know, I play into live audiences every night and then I, and then I go out front at stage door and everyone's like, oh my goodness, like, where have you been? And I'm yeah. just like, where have I been? Been working solidly. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. People think after Pop Idol, I had, you know, I had about a good seven years in the, in the public eye, which was lovely. And 
you know, the game changes and I ended up going back to my original love, which was performing every single night in musical theatre. Mm. Um, but people are go because you're not on their TV screens every yeah. night, then I've gone back to school or like Wikipedia says, yeah, I've gone yeah, back yeah. home to the North East. Yeah. Like, I have been slogging. Like, yeah. I've been... And in the West End, I've been doing very successful things, but because yeah. people don't see you on TV, yeah. they think you're not doing anything. That's and they're like, yeah. are you kidding me? I'm People exhausted. think it was me. People think it was me. That, that they yeah. say to me, what do you do the rest of the year? Do you just oh. go on holiday like when Strictly's not on? I'm like, are you kidding? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm working solidly. Yeah, solidly. All, all year, because it, the thing that I'm doing is not currently on BBC Absolutely. One. It's, yeah. it's like they think I'm just taking a break yeah, and I just come break, back to Strictly every year. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, what do you do with yeah. yourself? Well, I've been on a break for about 10 years, according to yeah, some people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so then Pop Idol. Mm -hmm. And you're going in, I mean, thousands of people, probably even like a million, I don't know. Like, yeah. like it seemed, at the time, it seemed massive uh -huh. at the time. I remember the buzz of it. Like, I remember watching it. I, it just seemed like one of the biggest events in a long time on yes, TV was, yeah. in the UK. Mm -hmm. Like it just, it was, it was so huge. Were you sort of aware of that at the time, how no. big it was or were you just one, swept up in it? No, one thing I'm always really thankful of is that um, I was completely unaware. I was 16, I was extremely naive. Um, I was, lots, of lots has changed in reality TV today. And I, and I see, I've got a lot of friends who are in reality TV now and, and the treatment that they have is very different mm. to what we, we would uh, treat like. Um, our treatment was, it was the first for everybody. It was the mm. first for ITV, it was mm. the first for Simon Fuller, it was the first for, you know, BMG Records and Universal, everyone who was involved, um, Polydor. So nobody knew, I don't think anybody realised how big it was going to be. Mm. So we were very well looked after, we were chaperoned constantly. Um, you know, I have to say, financially, we were, we were fantastic. Um, and afterwards, the record deals that came as well, which mm. I know today is very, very different. Mm. Um, there was no social media back then, which has a heavy impact today on, on people's thoughts and how mm. people feel. Um, so we had none of that to deal with, which was actually a blessing. Yeah. Um, because I'm, I'm, I think I've been very lucky. I've never um, suffered with depression or anxiety or, or anything like that. And I think one of them reasons is because my start off of Pop Idol, there was nothing like that around. Yeah. So there was no trolling and there was no... So I just grew up... I, I was probably... I was very aware, unaware, sorry, that I was on TV. Yeah. Um, to be honest, because these cameras like are in front of me, we're just having a normal conversation. So I was just getting up and singing for these four people in front of me. They were giving me their obviously their opinions, but mm. I think as well I didn't realise how important they were mm. um, because I was a kid. And I think as an adult, people ask me all the time, "Would you do another singing reality TV show?" Absolutely not. Would never do Why? another. I don't think I need to for a, no, well, for, yeah. for a start. Yeah. I've got nothing to prove anymore. Um, and I, but, but I also think um, I'd be nervous. I'd be aware of people's opinions. Um, mm. I, I'm very aware of how important social media impacts um, people's decisions, uh, including producers and other things as well, yeah. um, following. And it wasn't about that then. It was about me as a kid just getting up and singing and having a really good time. And this is brilliant, mum and dad. Like, I'm from the northeast and I'm on telly yeah, on a Saturday yeah, yeah. night. I never watched my, myself back once and I still never have to this day. You've never watched any of I've it? I've never watched any of Pop Idol. I've never I was watched watching any you last of night. Big Brother. I've <laughs> never watched anything. And that's, that's the God's honest truth. And I can't, even talking about it now makes me feel a bit shaky. I think <laughs> I'm quite critical of myself, obviously. And then. Um, but you I were was, so good. Like, why? I think I was an unexperienced singer. I think what I've learned with being a, sing, a singer and now an actress, you get better through life experience. Uh -huh. So 
at th th that point in my life, I was singing Whitney Houston or whatever because I was obsessed and singing Aretha Franklin. Their songs, Whitney's songs that I was singing are about love. I hadn't experienced love. I was 16. Right. Like, I hadn't... I was trying to sing a song, so but you're all just I was doing thinking what was just seen. singing and the, oh, again, I'm <laughs> so sorry. Chucking your microphone around, oh doing God. whatever you want. All I, was think, all I was thinking about at that, at that point on a Saturday night was, am I going to belt that note? Because I know that's like a toppy or, you know, a whatever it was. I wasn't thinking about the emotion and, and telling the story of the song because I hadn't experienced that because I was a child. Yeah. Um, whereas now as a singer, I think the difference in me as a singer is probably night and day. Although my voice is, you can still know it's me, it's the same sound. Yeah. Um, it's matured and it's different. I have experience, so I have I can connect with songs on a different level now, which I think that's makes really me a better singer. Yeah, that's um, so interesting. So it's more about the the emotional connection to yeah. the song of how that's developed the way you sing, yes. as opposed to obviously there's technique as well, mm -hmm. but but I imagine you Life. had sort of great technique before. So I did, because I'd obviously trained. But I'll never ever forget. Um, I think it was it was it was words of either like Simon Cowell or, or Nicky Chapman. I remember them saying, "If you think this girl can sing now, wait till she's in her thirties." And wow. I remember being, I remember being I like, that. "I haven't been like what?" And they were like, "Because you haven't experienced anything. Just just wait. Yeah. Just wait till you feel love. Wait till you feel pain." There'll be certain sentences hit. that you sing yeah. that will mean something will completely mean something. different to you. Yeah, absolutely. And so you'll sing it in a different way. Yeah. And and I'll, and there's I've experienced. So many of them moments, um, re-singing songs again. So an example, I sung so much Whitney on, on Pop Idol. Um, and then four years ago, I was very blessed to, to play Whitney Houston in the Bodyguard, the yeah, musical. Yeah. And that was a whole full circle because that was crazy because the, the musical supervisor, Michael Dixon, Mike Dixon of the Bodyguard musical was also my, my music supervisor of Pop Idol. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I saw him and he was like, can you believe the full circle? He was like, now 15 years later, you're playing her. And yeah. I remember you was a kid singing them songs with no yeah. meaning. And I was literally like, I know. So it was crazy. That would, I came a full circle. And then I got to work with this guy again. And then I remember singing the songs on stage on Bodyguard. And it was a completely different feeling. I could connect. I was in love. It was, I was still with a partner who I'm with now. And um, I remember singing All the Man. I remember singing I Will Always Love You. I remember singing I Have Nothing. And so many moments throughout the whole year that I was in, I was genuinely feeling the emotion of singing that to him because I'd never felt love. I'd been in love lots of different times. You do when you're growing yeah. up. You're, I love you, I love you. Yeah, yeah, but I'd yeah, never yeah. met anybody like him. And I remember being able to connect with these love songs that I'd never had before and being like, actually, this now means something to me because yeah. I'm experiencing this with this wonderful man and this means something to me. Um, so I think I've definitely gotten better as a singer vocally, purely down to life experience and being able to connect more with, with, with songs. It's, um, and, that, and, I, and I hope, and again, I've just you know, not long had a little girl. And this, is, again, has opened a whole different new emotion, you know, going into the future and you know, potentially different roles I'll play. You know, I've never played a mother yet, and I'm sure at one point in my career, I'll, whether it's on TV or whether it's in a show, I'll play a mother. And again, I've got that emotion to be able to connect with that because I am a mother. So yeah. I think life experience is definitely... Um, helps you being a singer and an actress, 1 million percent. I love that. I, I really love that because I'm so, I'm, I'm so about that in, in what I love and mm -hmm. like in, in performance. Like my, my, my favorite is Robbie Williams, mm -hmm. right? And I mean, I don't, I don't know if this is unfair, but you'd probably accept that he's not the greatest technical singer Absolutely, in the world. But like, I love you, him. You know, I saw him at Nebworth. He's a showman. Yeah, he's, he's incredible. He's incredible. Yeah. And because I can't remember who said that famous quote that, that's like people might not, 
remember like what they've seen or what they've heard mm -hmm. you know they can easily they can like it at that moment but then i'm paraphrasing Absolutely. obviously <laughs> they can like it at that moment but then might forget it later on but yeah. they'll never forget how they felt Absolutely. In, in a certain time yeah. and i just think it's the best performers in the world can change how you feel mm -hmm. when you're That's watching true. them listening to them whatever it is mm -hmm. whether whether technically they're the best or not or like it's all about how how you made to feel absolutely and i suppose yeah I that comes more. from the inside from from the performer, from the performer and whether they're genuinely experiencing it absolutely. or not so whether, whether they're invested um you know it is some, sometimes in, in some shows you may go and see a, you know a show and you go i don't believe that performer you know yeah. i don't believe that actress yeah. and it's, it's always such a great shame. singer great like, gr but, amazing yeah. but didn't tell didn't the story quite. of the song or did, i couldn't connect with me or for, yeah. for whatever reason something missing and um yeah i just I, I just, for me, it's, it's always been life now. Life, every single experience, good or bad, I can then take with me. Mm. Because our job as performers is to deliver truth to the audience so that they believe it. That is our job. Yeah. They need to believe what I'm saying, what I'm singing. They need to believe it. Because if not, I'm not doing that right. So in order for them, <clears throat> them to believe, I need to believe that what I'm, that what I'm singing yeah. is what I believe in. Yeah. Um, and that, to deliver yeah. truth and to, to the audience, deliver truth, whatever yeah. that truth is in that scenario. Yeah, yeah. yeah they need I to be it. able to escape from their life, from their mm. things that are going on. Um, and we do. So it's, it's a kind of a two-way thing because yeah. that two and a half hours is my escape mm. and that two and a half hours is their escape. So that's how we connect, I think, yeah. with an audience and, and, and performers. It's, it's, um, we're both escaping something, but yet we're also connected on such a deeper level as well. And are you aware of the audience when you're up there no, performing you're never not am. never am really that's ne interesting because because i and always I never am. have been are you yeah yeah why I, is that I, I let it like it affects me affects everything for me like if um so there's 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 a moment um i'm so reliant on the audience like right. say at the end of dead or alive in rock of Age, we're in rock of ages together yeah. at the moment for those who don't know yeah um at the end of dead or alive if the crowd at the end of that go mm -hmm. like that for the rest of the show i'll have a great show if it's sort of a smattering of applause yeah you, you know, think you've done shit like this yeah i i suddenly think that like like that's like judgment and no. i think oh that maybe <clears throat> i didn't do quite as well a job and then i get insecure about decisions i'm making on stage and right. And then I'm thinking about it all night. And then I'm like, oh, now I've got to consume something all night to stop thinking about those thoughts. That's why I'm scared of my own thoughts. Right. But like, <laughs> yeah. so you're not aware of the audience <clears throat> No, at so all. what, two, two nights ago, um, we had obviously a show and um, I remember there was a couple of comments backstage. There was uh, someone in particular who was just like, like laughing in random places. And I didn't hear that person once, any time that I was on stage. And I, I'd come oh, off and, uh, the and guy yeah. that kept and going, hurt, hurt, hurt in and, the audience. And Luke yeah. was like, have you heard him? And I was like, no. And then I was like, why am I not hearing? <laughs> but then do you know what? I if I'm going into my scene and I'm looking for that, then I'm not in my scene. Yeah, that's actress. true. So yeah. I genuinely didn't hear him until the finale and then I was howling my head off. I was like, yeah, ah, yeah, I can yeah. hear him now. But, but I think it's not, my, it's not my job to be looking at what other people are doing. The mm. only other time that I'm aware of maybe audience members is if something tragic's happened, someone's screaming or someone's on their phone, which is really annoying. And I'm yeah, like, get it off in a moment. Yeah, you out of it. Um, but I think, I think it depends on your character as well. Like someone like Lucas, who plays Lonnie, his job is to engage with the audience. So yes. he needs that back. Yeah. Mine's not. All <clears> my <throat> scenes, if, if, you, if you think about the scenes that I'm in, especially things like Every Rose, the scene before I sing that song, 
is it's about quite serious scenes, all of my scenes. They're yeah. poignant to the story. It's a um, so if I'm not invested in that emotional moment, if I'm thinking about what the audience is doing, then they're not gonna then they're not gonna believe me because they're gonna be like, my mind's somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Um, so no, I never I'm, I'm, I never think about the audience. And I suppose I if your only concern is whether the audience are engaged with you. You're gonna get anxiety point, doing that, babe. Oh, I've got constant anxiety. <laughs> but but also then it's sort of going well and you're delivering a, a version of your truth to them when it's going well, but when they're not making a lot of noise, you're in yeah. trouble. And I think yeah. it depends on, on the venue. You know, if we get to Glasgow in the northeast and people are like, Rah! and they're well up for it regardless. And you get to a bit more, you know, reserved audiences who just want to sit and clap. It doesn't mean that they're not enjoying your performances. Mm. They're just not rowdy. Um, it's just not who they are as, as a town or whatever. And I never just take that person, I never take that person and think that I'm doing a terrible, terrible job. It's not me being big-headed. I'm just like, them two hours, like I, 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 as a professional, I'm trying to be the best that I can be. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes the end of every rose, they don't always clap. You know, you've probably been in yeah, yeah. moments. Yeah. I, doesn't, I don't come away thinking, that was horrendous. I sang that so bad. Because I probably sang it the best. I probably best had nine hours done. sleep yeah, the night before. Yeah, yeah. I probably technically sang it the best I've ever sang it. Yeah. Just for whatever reason, in that venue, they didn't know whether to clap or they weren't yeah. too sure. Or I, So I never really take it personally. Yeah. I don't. Oh, God, I wish I could be a bit more like that. I really do. Honestly, I'm like, constant anxiety. Like, yeah, yeah. You don't drive if, yourself mad. It, I do drive myself mad. Stop it. This is why it's I'm doing all these. This is why I'm in, I interview people like you so I can learn all the <laughs> stuff and so I can like, like take it all on board. But yeah, like. But is it so? Even in general life, performing. Take that away from it for a minute. Yeah. Is it your business to care what other people think about you? It's not your business. No, it, no, business. it isn't. But I do. Shouldn't. Yeah. What's, what are you going to get from it? It's not your business. No, I know. People are going to love you and like yeah. you for you, and if they don't. Like when I, when I first joined this, mm -hmm. um, Rock of Ages, like I feel like m my first instinct should have been, I, c I can't wait to do this job. Yeah. It's going to be really exciting um, and I'm going to have a great time. It's my first experience properly of mm -hmm. doing like a proper mu musical theatre show. Um, da -da -da -da, I can't wait to work with, with all these people. And there was that mm -hmm. underneath, mm -hmm. but my primary concern was, please, Please, God, don't let this cast think that I'm rubbish. Yeah, that's because you're a perfectionist. Was just, it was just, but that was like my primary yeah. thought in my head. Yeah. Was, I'm, I'm, coming here from, I'm coming here from Strictly Come Dancing. People are going to think, has he just got the job because he was on Strictly mm -hmm. and he's not actually cut out for this? Yeah, you're very cut it, out for I this. I was like, oh, I But like, yeah, like worry, 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 yeah. worry. And then that also goes like, because the audience, no. I want to make sure that the audience really had an amazing yeah. time. Otherwise, um, you know, and they probably do. But I, you know, I think maybe in my, uh, my, my early days, maybe yeah. I, I might have felt that going into, into new shows. And I think especially my, yeah, I did actually. My first ever West End job was Priscilla Queen of the Desert. And um, I hadn't been on TV in, in, in about seven years, but people mm. still knew me. And I was coming into a theatre, which is yeah. completely different to TV and, and anything that I'd experienced. Was that always a dream for you as well to do that? To do musical theatre. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I went. I was a stage school kid, yeah, so yeah, abso yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so getting this brand new West End job, uh, original cast, working with Jason Donovan and all these fantastic people, I was playing one of the part of the Divas. It was, it was incredible for me. Yeah. However, I was also very conscious that in West End land, where now, but bear in mind, this is 2009, so this is 10 years ago, yeah. when people now from reality TV shows, TV shows do do theatre and they get people in, 
nobody from reality TV was doing theatre at the time mm. at all. I was one of the first people to do a West End short from, from theatre. Yeah. I had a lot of eyes on me. Yeah. A lot of, come on then. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so I, I do, I can relate that that's how you felt coming in this, but that's because it's your your first one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, after, goodness me, it's been 10 years of me doing theatre and, and various West End shows. I've been in about seven West End shows now. Yeah. That I think, I've earned my stripes now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just you know, feel confident in yourself. I do, yeah, I've earned, yeah. My, I've earned my stripes now. Like, you know, I'd like to think people don't immediately go, just pump a line. And I know people do. Because, yeah. And I'll always be, be thankful of that because it, it was a very big step on stone for me. But I also like to think people go, no, she's, she can sing, but she's also a great actress as well. You know, you should, and because people don't see me as an actress, they always go, Zoe Burkett singer. Yeah, always. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but there's lots of the sides to me. I did presenting for a long time as well, like people don't know about. I presented for Top of the Pops for, for ages. Right. Um, Ant and Dex Saturday Night Takeaway. So I've, there's other things that I do. Yeah. But initially people just see me straight away as a singer and that's yeah. fine. But I'd like, I'd, I would like to think that you know, people can, and audience members can come in and look at the program and go, oh, she did pop idol. But then there's all these other things that she's yeah, also been yeah, part yeah, of. So yeah, she's, yeah. you know, I'd like to think I've, I've earned Definitely. my stripes now. And yeah. that'll come with you. That'll, that cable yeah. from the fear will <laughs> yeah, come yeah, off. Yeah, and yeah. It will. Um, like my friends that have come to see this show, um, it's, it's so interesting when I talk to them afterwards, I'm like, oh, how did you enjoy it? And, da, da, da. and, and with, with, with me, it's all that like, yeah, I didn't realise you could do singing a yeah. bit. And da, 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 like, I just thought, you know, you dancing would be all right, but I wasn't sure what to expect with the singing. But, you know, da, um, and I ask them what they thought of the, the show as a whole. And they go, loved it. So funny. Da, da, da. Um, yeah, I like this. I like this. I like this. And, and then they always go, Zoe gave me goosebumps. Oh. Yeah. And I just thought that's interesting after you were saying, like, that was your main concern was just like how, how you're feeling and about, putting the emotion through the performance mm -hmm. and that's all you're concerned with. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not trying to overly impress. You're not aware of them like that. It's just about like, as you've got older, you've got more in touch with the emotion of each Absolutely. song. And, and it's, it's, it's purely that. And that's what they say. No one says, yeah. although obviously you're an amazing singer, but they don't, they don't go to me. Oh, Zoe really hits that note really well. Yeah. That's not what they say. That's they nice. go, Zoe gave me goosebumps every time she comes on stage. Um, yeah. That's so like, you definitely hear. like that kind of, Performer. That's lovely to hear. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm really inspired by you on this show. Thanks, and, vi and vice versa. Everyone's, you've come in and everyone's learned a lot of things from you as well. I think, obviously, I, I, I'm not a liar, you know, I'm not, I think, mm. obviously, like Kevin Clifton from Strickland, you think, okay, he's a celeb, he's a dancer. Uh, yeah. uh -oh. But then when, when you open your mouth and you're like, oh my goodness, me, like, I, I didn't even know, no one knew. Oh. And it's, you know what, more than anything, it's exciting for you because you've opened yourself a whole new door now. And a whole new, a whole new avenue, and it's um, it's gonna be yeah. fantastic for you. Well, I'm enjoying it, and I'm very grateful. Like this cast have been brilliant because I'm and constantly. And you're not terrible, like, and you can do eight shows a week, which is important. Yeah. Like, yeah. From a producer yeah, yeah, and a business yeah. level, you're always on. Like you haven't been sick. Yeah. So it's like it's, you, yeah. you can you can hack it as well because it, it ain't easy being on tour. It mm. ain't easy being in town. You do it every day, as you know. This weekend we've got four shows in, in two days. Yeah. It's a hard slog. It isn't always glamorous. What do you it? put? What do you put in place for that sort of thing? I know that you were telling me, like when I first came here, you were telling mm -hmm. me all about voice rest. Yeah. Like I'm you're an like, anal voice come, rest. Come away from the show and do not talk no. until the next show. I don't speak to anybody. Like, do, like don't speak. To, yeah. And, and there was <laughs> one of the places we were, where we were all staying together in the same digs, mm -hmm. and there was me, you, and Adam, and we went, we sat down to uh, watch a movie. Yeah. And I came in like ten minutes in, and went, and went right. What have I missed? And you, you would not talk to me. No. You were like pointing at Adam, talk to him, like don't talk. To him. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, I am anal about it, and it's funny because I'm obviously like this. This type of show for me is um, 
uh, although I'm one of the leads, I, technically I have like four songs in the show. It's not like where Bodyguard, I had like 29 songs. Oh, yeah. Like, so it's not the hardest track for me that I've done. Um, but still, like, by the end of the day, what I've learned about my voice is my, my voice is my business as well. Mm. So if, I, um, if I'm tired or if I'm sore, then I've got to go off. Then people are going to be like, why wasn't she on? Or I'm losing money. So yeah. this little muscle here is my life. So I don't smoke, don't drink. I do lots of voice rest. My friends take the mic out of me and call, call me Celine Dion because I'm like, don't speak to me until after three o'clock. And then I pick up my phone. Um, and and it's, it's anal, but you know, however, that has all changed since having my little girl. Because now I get up mummy time, 7 a.m. in the morning. And I'm like, morning princess, come on. So I do. What I've learned this year, this has been my first big tour back is I don't have any vocal rest on a weekend when the cast come in on a Tuesday for sound check and they've had them two days off Sunday, Monday, and they're fresh. Tuesday's my worst day. Right. Because I haven't had any vocal rest because obviously I've got a little girl and then, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. playing him and I'm having this you great time at home. You I can't, can't say like, don't talk to mummy. Yeah, can't. <laughs> So that's why generally during the week, I don't go out or anything and I, and I, and I use this uh, couple of days, the four days that I'm away from my family home to actually rest and catch up to, so I can kind of yeah. eke it all out. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. And what about any other things? Because I'm so like, what about this? What about yeah. that? If I have milk in my coffee, am I going to rep my voice? Am I even allowed coffee? Yeah, like, I do think, you take things like that? I mean, listen, you've been, you've been singing properly full on now for like, what, eight months? Hmm. And so you'll know. And um, for me, it's hard because like uh, quite a few singers, I suffer really badly with acid reflux. So right. what I drink and eat is, affects me greatly. Um, yeah. But there's lots of do's and don'ts. I just, I just don't. If you, if you want to be professional in, in this industry and you want, you know, to continue good work and people have good word of mouth, because that's one of the things that I've learned as well over the last 18 years is good word, word of mouth. Be a nice person. Be professional. Come in, do your job, and go and just do what you're getting paid for. Um, if you're going yeah. on all nighters as a singer, you can do it as a dancer. Yeah. You can't do it as a singer. If you yeah. come in and then all of a sudden you're croaky, yeah. you're gonna sound terrible and you're gonna get bad reviews. Social media's now. People are gonna be like, it sounded like shit. Like yeah. you don't want any of that. Yeah. So. Um, I'm just, I'm just very serious. I totally agree well. with all that, like professionalism stuff professionalism. and the way you treat people. Because like you can be the best performer in the world, mm. but people rem who you've worked with remember absolutely like how you how you are to work with. Yeah, and, they, they, and they do. You, that comes into account yeah. on on future I've, things. I literally, I, I would say more so in the last couple of months, I've been offered some wonderful experiences when I finished this, some wonderful jobs, and all of them are things that I haven't had to audition for. It's been Purely word of mouth. Yeah, but like yeah, she's a hard worker and she's awesome. a great company member. So, and I'm like, that to me is success. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like that's interesting because that's what I was going to ask you. What is what is success? What does so, success mean um, to you? Yeah, I, I'm, I feel successful. I feel as I'm a yeah, successful totally woman. Are. I'm um, very happy. I'm a, uh, I think I'm a good person, a, a good mother, and a hard worker. Um, so everyone's got different ideas of success. Money is not success to me at all. It's mm. um, it's just how I feel as long as I'm happy and doing what, I, what I'm doing. Um, success. I'll tell, I'll tell you a word I don't like if people oh. ever use this. This is something, if people call me lucky, mm. people say to me, oh, you're lucky because you've done yeah, so well. Yeah, I hate it. I could rip someone's head off. Yeah, because they don't like, understand how hard you've worked. Absolutely not. I ain't lucky. Yeah. I know, absolutely mm. not. This has not been an, e an easy ride for me. I'm not lucky at all. Like, no. I always use the phrase, hot, um, luck is when hard work and determination meets an opportunity. Luck is where hard work and determination meets, meets an, an opportunity. opportunity. Because you're ready. So if, like, that, if I 
if I go to singing lessons, if I continue to dance lessons, which I do, if I go and do, see acting coaching, which I can do, you can never stop learning. I am then preparing myself for something in unknown, but I'm prepared for it because yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. Love it. So it's that, that to me, it's when you, when you prepare yourself for a completely unknown opportunity. Yeah. Um, and then people go, oh, you're lucky you've got that job. Absolutely yeah, not. No, yeah, no you haven't because I've been doing this, that and the other. For the yeah. past couple of years, I've been doing singing lessons, dance, acting, all, all the rest of it yeah. for, for this moment yeah. so that I'm ready for this moment. Yeah. Um, but success, um, happiness, I think, and make sure you're just enjoying what, what you're doing um, is important to me. And especially now having a little girl, making, making sure she looks at mummy um, is, is, a, is a good role model and thinking I want to I wanna do that. Um, yeah. And making sure I don't spend too much time with, and on, you know, on online and look and reading things. I never, yeah. I very rarely read um, press stuff because yeah, yeah. um, I think that's a, you can get that seeds implanted in your head, and then it spoils you in and it spoils your performance, and you get paranoid about your performance. I learned that quite quickly. Just don't, just don't read stuff because you're always going to get someone who doesn't like what you do. Yeah, and that's just life. Yeah. There was someone who came and saw me uh, not so long back. Came and saw me in a show, knowing that I was in a show. Unfortunately for them, sat behind my family. And slagged me off the whole way through the oh, show. No. And my mum was like, having to bite a bite her lip and say something. In the end, she went, that's, that's my daughter, that is. That's yeah. my daughter. And then my mum didn't want to tell me, but my sister was like, really raging about it. And I said, just leave it. It doesn't, doesn't matter to me. There's always going to be someone who goes, nah, not for me. Yeah. You know, and I'm, you're not for everybody. That's yeah. the thing, you're not. But what I'm doing makes me happy. And that's, that's, that's success to me. That's um, awesome advice for everyone. And I need to try and do that myself. Don't worry about them. Don't worry about anybody else as long as you and your circle are happy. Yeah. That's, that's the most important. And you're in, you've, you know, you've obviously had some time off from here and all the feedback about you has been he's a wonderful guy. Not only is he talented, but he's, but he's wonderful. And oh, I think shit. going forward, stay, stay nice because I think that always yeah. helps. You'll, people will recommend you for things. Yeah, he's talented, but he's also great. So he's not no. going to come in and be a nightmare because people are as well in this business, as you know. People come in yeah. and it's like, it's like turn upside down <laughs> <laughs> um so this has been amazing this has been really cool thank you uh, i've um, loved interview. it i yeah. could chat to you for ages yeah yeah me stop. too i'm like because I, I think i think we're running out of time yeah, but that's um fine. but yeah is there anything else that you like would have wanted to say or any advice that you would give to any other performers or wannabe performers or oh, just you i mean can, you've covered you can a lot never, you can never stop i just don't i'd i'd, I'd hate to think so you know, someone was watching this and thinking, you know, I've been getting knockbacks, knockbacks. I've had so many knockbacks from, from yeah. the beginning, from my hip, you know, yeah. for having, yeah. having to change my whole, whole career. whole career was done uh, at Absolutely. 14. You know, yeah. sometimes I walk into an audition where I'm perfect for the role, but someone with a bigger name and a bigger following yeah. might be better for them to bring the audience in. I might be too tall, I might be too short, I might be whatever. That's just life, you know. Yeah. You, and from the moment you walk into an audition room, I think producers know what they want. Yeah. So you might just walk in and before you even open your mouth, you know, you can't, you know, they, they're like, not for me. But that's just, that's just, 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 just take it on the chin. Because then one day you'll walk into a room and that'll be the job for you. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be the job. And, and never stop. Never stop. Just I mean, stop. goodness me, I'm not going to stop. There's loads of things that I still want to do. I'd, you know, I really would love to get, do some more TV work, get back into the West End. So for me, to, in order to do that, I've got to work more on me. And yeah. I'm like, okay, so I need to get in the right, uh, whether it be, be the right place at the right time, because I know a lot of that is, is, is work, work it as well, worth it. Um, 
But for me, I'm like, okay, I want to be on TV, so I'm really going to hammer my acting. I want to get back to act, acting lessons. Yeah. I'm going to get myself a story, which I've been doing this week, yeah. to, in order to put that out there and be and, and be ready and make it happen. Yeah. Um, so just don't be lazy. Yeah, that's Don't it. be lazy. Don't be lazy. Work hard, graft. All about the work ethic. Yeah. Thanks, Zoe. Thank you. I've awesome. loved it. Cheers. Come here. I've loved it. Thank you. That was lovely.